It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to Indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire. You need Indeed. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. Hello, everybody. Welcome back into your latest episode of Locked On Colts, part of Locked On Podcast Network. Today, as I was your host, Evan Satterino, we're back. Finally, it's been a little bit of a doldrum here. And the doldrums of the offseason here. We usually we talk about preseason football at this point of the time, but unfortunately, with the way that COVID 19 has impacted this offseason, there has not been much news to hit on here. But the Colts, of course, have made some moves here on the margin, signing players like Taylor Stalwart, defense tackle, and Tavon Wilson, a former linebacker safety for the Detroit Lions. We're going to on that more tomorrow with Steve Marie at Stampede Blue. In today's episode, I wanted to do, go and do a little solo episode for you guys, talking through my predictions for this Colts schedule this year in 2020. Where I think it sets up pretty favorably for this Colts team to go to a very hot start. And we're going to go weeks 1 through 16 here on the show, talking through my predictions, what I think is going to happen with this Colts team, how we think it's going to go overall. And let's start off here going week 1 through 16, like I mentioned. And week 1, it's crazy to say we're only a month away from that at this point, Colts fans. The Colts will be at Jacksonville, Jacksonville Jaguars, on Sunday, September 13th. I think the Colts are going to win this game pretty favorably. If we're going to go through here, we, we talked before about Jacksonville. They're one of the worst teams in the NFL this year. They had Gardner Minshew. They don't have a lot of, a lot of talent on that team. I think the Colts are going to sweep the Jaguars this year. They're going to be in the Trevor Lawrence-Justin Fields type of race. I think they're going to go into Jacksonville week one, make an early statement here, and come out on top with a big win over the Jaguars for the first time in a long time. They've gone to Jacksonville on multiple occasions over the last couple of years and lost there. But I think this time around, with Phillip Rivers, DeForest Buckner, and the rest of the offseason additions that the Colts have made, I think the Colts are going to go into Jacksonville, make a week one statement here, and win by double digits over the Jaguars to move to 1-0. and It's going to be interesting, though, because in this offseason and throughout this season, too, COVID-19 with the fan limits. We've seen many teams go without any fans so far this year. The Colts, they mentioned they're going to go about 15,000 fans at Luke Solo Stadium this year. The Jaguars in Jacksonville this year mentioned going to go about 15,000 themselves. So not really going to be much of a home field advantage here for any sort of team. So I wonder how that will impact this schedule here. It might be more of a neutral playing field for a lot of these teams. And the home field advantage kind of is taken away a little bit. But I think this Colts team is well equipped to handle that type of environment. And they will go into Jacksonville and win and move to 1-0. Moving to Week 2. The home opener against the Minnesota Vikings. Kirk Cousins, of course, is on that team. They have a good defense on board there. They have Adam Thielen at wide receiver to trade away Stephon Diggs. I think this is the type of game where DeForest Buckner, Justin Houston, Kamoka Ture really wreck havoc on this Vikings offensive line. They are very questionable. I think this Vikings team is right for the taking here, even though they are one of the better teams in the NFC. I think the Colts will win this game, too. And I'm going to talk about this more later on the episode here, but I think this Colts team has a really good shot to be maybe one of the best teams in the NFL for the first month or two of the season because you see their schedule for the first seven, eight weeks, and that sets up very favorably for them. And this Vikings team, I do not trust Kirk Cousins. I believe this Colts team will go out on top and win once more. 
it might not be a double-digit win this time. It might be a high-scoring affair. I'd say like a 27-20 type of game for the Colts, but I think Phillip Rivers and this Colts team come out on top and beat the Vikings to move to 2-0. Moving on here to Week 3, the New York Jets, which I think is one of the more easier games for the Colts this year. It might be maybe unfair to say to the Jets out there because they've made some improvements, but Joe Douglas, he's really going out there and trying to rebuild his team on the fly. They traded Jamal Adams a couple weeks ago. I think this Jets team might be a top 10 pick this year, maybe top 5, and who knows what the Sam Darnold era is going to look like there in New York because if the Jets are really bad this year again, does Joe Douglas go out and get his own quarterback? I think that's a real possibility here. So I think the Colts make another statement again. They're going to win easily here against the New York Jets. I think they go out and get 30-plus points in this one. A game where Michael Pippen Jr., Jonathan Taylor can make a statement in this game. I think the rookies on offense are going to really come big this year throughout the year for the Colts. But I believe in this one, this Jets team, we've seen C.J. Mosley for the Jets. He's opted out this year due to COVID-19. I think this team is going to put up 30-plus points. The Jets might not even put up 15. So I'm going to go 31-14. to The Colts make a blowout win over the Jets to move to 3-0. and Then at Chicago on October 4th, the whole field advantage here, who knows the COVID-19, like I mentioned, I think this could be a game where if it were a big environment in Chicago, I, maybe I would say the Bears win because that defense, of course, is a, a tough cookie to play against. But I think this Colts team wants more. I mean, you see how the Bears stack up here, whether it's Nick Foles, Mitchell Trubisky, this run, this offense for the Bears outside of Allen Robinson is not really that good at all. I think this Colts team has a really good shot to go into Chicago, make another statement, maybe be a, sort of a slugfest game there because this, this Bears defense is nothing to slouch out about here. So maybe a low-scoring affair, whether it's Trubisky, whether it's Nick Foles. I think the Colts have this one in the bag. I'm going to go with a 20-10 Colts win over the Chicago Bears. I think this defense for the Colts is going to be a much more improved this year than we've seen years past. Of course, adding DeForest Bunner is going to make a big impact on this team, as well as Darius Leonard in year three, adding Xavier Rhodes to replace Pierre Desir. And, and you see this across the, the board here, the, Bauer, the depth that Chris Bauer has brought aboard this Colts roster, especially on defense, it's going to make a huge difference, and especially in this type of environment in early October against the Chicago Bears. The Colts win a slugfest 20-10 over this Bears roster, and I think we see this Colts team really start to get on a lot of momentum and a lot of national attention. As you start to see maybe Phil Rivers starting to be a comeback story, we see Marlon Mack, Jonathan Taylor be hot hands in the running game, Michael Pittman Jr., T.Y. Hilton, Paris Campbell, Zach Paschal. This Colts offense should not be slept on. I mentioned that throughout this show so far over the last couple months. I think that this Colts team is going to be a force to reckon with on both sides of the ball, maybe top 10 on both sides here. So the Colts win once more in Chicago, week four to move to 4-0. and But then next week at Cleveland, very intriguing game, at least on paper to me. This Browns team led by Baker Mayfield. You have Odell, of course. You have Nick Chubb, Jarvis Landry. I wonder how they're going to go into this one because the Browns on paper, they're always expected to be better than they are last year. Of course, they were at training camp at Grand Park. They started multiple fights with this Colts team. I, I do wonder, honestly, if this Browns team will stack up, st- stack up to par this year. But I really believe, maybe it's just me being optimistic about this Colts team, because I really believe their over-under on DraftKings right now is 9.5. I think that's criminally low for the Colts could be in the AFC this year, especially with the way that COVID-19 has impacted this as far as neutral home fields. We see very limited crowds intact in there. This Colts team across the board is so well-built that I think they can go in any environment and win. And Cleveland is one of those two. I think it's going to be a very, very close game, though. It might be a little high-scoring affair. Baker Mayfield, I'm really intrigued to see him in Kevin Stefanski's offense in year three, as well as Nick Chubb. He's one of the better running backs in the NFL. Odub Beckham should have a bounce-back year in Cleveland, too. 
I think we're going to see a 27-24 win for the Colts in this one. I think it's going to be a late kick by Chase McLaughlin or Rodrigo Blankenship. Whoever wins that kicking competition there for Cleveland, I believe the Colts will come back out on top in this one and win too. Colts fans, lock in right now with rockauto.com. They save you so much money on your next car purchase that you're going to want to be on board and join the Rock Auto team. Because you see many things on Rock Auto, whether it be getting a new carpet, a new fuel pump assembly, which saves you over $160 compared to others around in the big counter chain stores. RockAuto.com is so reliable, and they have so many great things for you to have to offer on a low pay scale. RockAuto.com is a family business serving auto part customers online for 20 years. Go to RockAuto.com to shop for auto and body parts from hundreds of manufacturers. They have everything from engine control models and brake parts to tail lamps, motor oil, and even new carpet. Where it's your classic or daily driver, get everything you need in a few easy clicks delivered directly to your door. The RockAuto.com catalog is an easy and remarkably easy to navigate. Click a sale of parts available for your vehicle and choose the brand specifications and price prefer. And best of all, prices at RockAuto.com are always reliably low. And same for professionals do yourselfers. So why spend twice as much for the same parts when you can go to RockAuto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck? Write locked on L O C K E D O N in their How to Your Boss box so they know we sent you. They have a main selection. Reliably low prices and all the parts your car will ever need at rockauto.com. Again, write locked on in their how to your house box that we sent you. Again, write locked on. L O C K E D O N in their how to your house box so that we sent you. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. And at this point, being 5-0, and going into Chicago and Cleveland in back-to-back weeks and winning, that should say a lot about this Colts team if this were to go down because you see the schedule the rest of the way. Cincinnati, then they have a bye week, Detroit, then Baltimore. Over the next three weeks, you're going to see a lot of national attention for this Colts team because in week six against Cincinnati and Joe Burrow, home game for the Colts here, I think there's a really good shot. The Colts roll here in this one. I know the Bengals have a good offense here. Joe Burrow should be really settling in at this point. A.J. Green, you have T. Higgins, the rookie. You have Tyler Boyd as well. A lot of weapons on this on this Bengals offense there, but this defense still is a lot to work on in Cincinnati there. I really believe Zach Taylor has a lot of work cut out for him this year. I think the Bengals will be once more a top-five pick in a 2021 NFL draft. But I do think the Colts go out and win this game. I think it's going to be maybe closer than people expect because this could be one where it's sort of a trap game for them. I'm going to go with a score of 28 to 17. I think the Bengals keep it close throughout, but then the Colts late in this one blow it open with a couple of touchdowns late from Phillip Rivers and Co. and make it 6-0 and for this Colts team. At this point, with Kansas City, with Baltimore, the Colts will be right in that tier. If this were to go down at 6-0 and at this point in mid-October, they're going to be one of the stories of the NFL. So I think at this point, the Colts will be 6-0 and and riding high into a bye week where, if health permits, they should be one of the best teams in the AFC. Moving on to week eight, though, after the bye week at Detroit, where Matthew Stafford, who knows about him and his health this year, you, of course, have a, a young Lions team on the resurgence. You have a lot of pressure on Bob Quinn and Matt Patricia to make things work there in Detroit. I really believe that this Colts team should go in there and roll. We've seen before when they go to Detroit, the Colts have a lot of success there. 
I, mean, I think the last time they played Detroit was the Andrew Luck Donnie Avery game, where Andrew Luck went in there and made a buzzer beater touchdown with Donnie Avery near the end zone to win and, and make an impressive comeback. I, that's one of the games of the Andrew Luck era I'll always remember because early on in Luck's career, that game really helped define the magic Andrew Luck had. But with Phillip Rivers on tap there, you have this offensive line where I think these matchups so far, they're really favorable for a player like Phillip Rivers because this offensive line really has not had to deal with a lot of front four, front seven pressure yet. And against Detroit, I think this would be another example of that because you see this Lions team, they're, they're going in here maybe being a little hungry. But I think this Colts roster is a lot better than Detroit. So I think their Colts are going to roll in this one 34-20. I think the Lions might keep this one close. Through the first half, if Matthew Stafford and Marvin Jones and the rest of this offense, they can put up points on some games, but if Stafford's not healthy, who knows if Stafford at this point. Some years he's he's very reliable. Some years maybe this is that point of the time of his career where he's not as durable as he used to be. So if this isn't Matthew Stafford, it's probably going to be even more of a blowout here. But I think the Colts win 34-20 to over the Lions, move to 7-0 as we enter into November. In Week 9, Baltimore Ravens at home at Lucas Oil Stadium. That's going to be a fun one to watch, honestly, because – Lamar Jackson, you have J.K. Dobbins, you have Mark Ingram. You have all these players on defense for this Ravens roster. I do think this will be the first loss for the Colts this year. I know at 8-0, this is riding high for them, but I think this Ravens team is so good. They are really built for not only January, February football, but also just to be a regular season juggernaut, which we saw last year where the Ravens went 14-2 and in Lamar Jackson's second year. I think Lamar will be even better in year three. I think maybe less pressure on him running the ball with the Dobbins-Ingram duo in the backfield there so I really do believe this Ravens team will be coming out and winning this game it will be very close though I'm going to say 27-24 the Ravens win on a late touchdown here but I mean who would have thought the Colts would be 8-0 at this point I know they have a very favorable schedule in the first half here but we're not entering into the second half of the schedule where it gets really tough for this team and on a short week entering into week 10 Thursday November 12th their only primetime game of the year which is honestly shocking with the way this Colts team is right now and the lack of respect the NFL has for the Colts on a national level is really just really disappointing to me. But you go into Tennessee, going off a bounce back of a loss against the Baltimore Ravens, I really want to pick the Colts to win here at Tennessee. With the way the Titans roster is built right now, you have Derrick Henry, you have Ryan Tannehill, you have a really improved defense there in Tennessee on a short week too. If this Is this, is this going to stay as a short week? I'm going to go with the Titans in this one, unfortunately. I think the Colts drop at least one or two division games this year because this AFC South is going to be really fun to watch here. Again, it's going to be very competitive, at least for the first few months of the, of the regular season here. So I'm going to go to Titans winning over the Colts here. Maybe more of a slugfest type of game, like a 19-16 type of one. If Philip Rivers can get this offense going against Tennessee, I think I could see this one pulling out for the Colts. But we saw last year when Jacoby Brissett was at quarterback how much of a slugfest game this was. I think the Colts barely pulled it out in Week 2 in Tennessee when Marcus Merida was still the quarterback there. And then when Ryan Taylor took over, they win the Luke Solo Stadium late in the year and really rolled over the Colts in the second half of that game. So I'm going to go Tennessee barely winning over the Colts in this one. The Colts dropped two in a row here at this point. They are now 8-2 and two on the season. And I really think at this point the Colts fans shouldn't worry because, of course, you're 8-2, and two, really riding a lot of hot momentum at this point. I know dropping two in a row really might suck on the surface for this Colts team, but you see with the way they've started out, at least in my scenario, that you can really drop a few games and still be in a really good spot later on in the year as far as being in a playoff spot, being in a chance to win this AFC South still. 
I think they're in, a, in tune for a bounce back, though. Ten days off. You go in and host the Green Bay Packers and Aaron Rodgers. There's a lot of drama around this Packers team this year. Might be in for a regression year for this Packers team. I hated their draft. I didn't really like their offseason that much. I think drafting Jordan Love with Aaron Rodgers still on this team for a couple more years really did not make much sense at all to me. Brian Gutekunst, the Packers GM, I think might be a, looking ahead towards the future post Aaron Rodgers, which might help them be maybe a little bit down in 2020. So I think this Colts team will beat the Green Bay Packers at home. I think the Packers are set up to maybe be a team that dips off by a few wins this year. So I think the Colts win this one. It's going to be a high-scoring affair, maybe like a 31-28 type of game. I think Aaron Rodgers will get his points, as will Phillip Rivers with his offensive line. And the, I think this Colts offensive line, by the way, is going to be back to 2018 form. Jacoby Brissett was a quarterback last year that really held the ball way too long compared to Andrew Luck. Phillip Rivers actually the same amount of time to throw as Andrew looked in 2018 as he did this past year. So we should be back to less than 20 sacks for this Colts offensive line again in 2020 after a year where they allowed 25-plus sacks. I think this Colts team wins over Green Bay in a high-scoring affair to move to 9-2 and two on the season. A quick reminder, Colts fans, please follow us on Twitter at LockedOnColts. We always enjoy interacting with you on our social media page there. We enjoy interacting with everyone over there as we are trying to get more and more over there on board with us at Locked On Colts throughout this season, where it's going to be a very fun one with this team. New additions across the board. Philip Rivers, DeForest Buckner, so many young pieces on board this team, a young core that is so enticing for the future here. But in 2020, the Colts set up on paper to be a very, very good team. So hope you guys get along for the ride. Subscribe to Locked On Colts wherever stream platform you're listening to, and make sure to follow us on Twitter at Locked On Colts. This is David Harrison of the Locked On Commanders podcast, and this episode is brought to you by Discover. Looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human in customer service anytime. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. Going ahead to Tennessee here around Thanksgiving time against Tennessee Titans at home. I think the Colts do win this one this time. They're going to split against the Tennessee Titans. I think this team is poised for a bounce back after losing at Tennessee. And I think this could be a team where they're going to put some revenge on Tennessee. I think this could be a double-digit win to the tune of 24-14. to 14. I think this defense really locked in at this point of the year. DeForest Buckner, Darius Leonard, Kenny Moore and the crew. I think are really set to be a top 10 defense this year in the NFL. They have all the pieces in place, thanks to Chris Ballard. I think this DeForest Bunner is going to make a huge impact on this team, too. You see the impact in the front four, the linebackers, Darius Leonard's in for a huge year. The secondary, we'll see less pressure on them due to more pressure up front, thanks to guys like Buckner, Justin Houston, and Kamoko Ture, and more. I think this Colts team will have a huge game defensively against the Tennessee Titans in Week 12 and move to 10-2 and on the season. At Houston, though, starting December, December 6th, I think the Colts do drop this one against the Houston Texans. They are poised to lose at least a game or two in division this year. I'd be shocked if they were on the table. I, I see this Colts team dropping 10-3. and three. Deshaun Watson is a superstar quarterback. Of course, they lost DeAndre Hopkins, but they still have Deshaun Watson on the team, so you cannot rule them out. I think Deshaun Watson at least gets a game on the Colts this year. I think, I think Deshaun Watson keeps the Texans in the race, at least through mid to early December. And maybe they tail off late in the year because of the lack of talent on the offense. But this defense still, with J.J. Watt and co., should still have a few good games in them. I think this could be a game where the Colts maybe go to Houston and drop one because this Texans team has Deshaun Watson, the best quarterback in the AFC South. And I can't discredit that just yet. So the Colts are now in my simulation. 
up to 10-3 and three on the season, which is not bad at all when you look at this year so far. They are very much in the driver's seat for a first-round bye and very much in the driver's seat for an AFC South crown. But then to Las Vegas, at the Las Vegas Raiders, Sunday, December 13th, you have Derek Carr. You have a lot of young pieces on the offense. You have a lot of young pieces on defense there. I think this is a, a time where Philip Rivers really shreds up this Raiders defense. He's very familiar with them. He's had a success against them in the past. So I think they put up a very, very good game. 38 points, 220 in this one over the Las Vegas Raiders in their new stadium out there at Allegiant Stadium in Las Vegas. I think Rivers has a monster game, 400-plus yards. I think we see this offense really come in the final form here as far as one of their best games of the year. So I'm going to go 38-20 to 20 over this Las Vegas Raiders roster because this Colts team just across the board is so much better than them. I trust Philip Rivers so much more than Derek Carr at this point, and I think this Colts team is poised to roll in Las Vegas to move to 11-3 on the season. Week 15 against Houston, the time is still to be determined on the schedule. Might be a flex game for them at this point because if they are 11-3, and that really shows well for them as far as being able to be in a position where they could really help run the table here. But I think Houston, they're going to win this one at home. They're going to split against the Houston Texans and move into a position where they should be really poised to move ahead and crown themselves as the AFC South champions. I think that if they win this game against Houston, they'll really lock things in for them. Maybe at this point, if they only have three losses on the table, they should be in a really good spot to maybe clinch at this point of the year. So we might be seeing some guys rest later on the last couple of weeks. Who knows? But I think the Colts do win this game against the Houston Texans and move into really the catbird seat for the AFC South and maybe even a first-round bye too to put themselves at 11 wins on the season. At Pittsburgh, though, Really interesting game, the Eric Ebron game for some Colts fans after his really ugly exit with this Colts team, after trashing them on social media multiple times. I don't know, though. This team in Pittsburgh does so well for themselves all the time. The Colts really struggle historically in Pittsburgh. Cameron Hayward is a really tough matchup for Quentin Nelson and co-op front. I'm going to go Pittsburgh, unfortunately. I don't know if Ebron has a big game or not. I really hope he doesn't, but I think Ben Roethlisberger, this Pittsburgh Steelers team just matches up so well against this Colts team. I think they just eke out a close one, 23-20 over the Colts. And I think this drops them to 11-4 and on the year, which is not anything to sneeze at, of course. I mean, this Colts team at this point of the year would be very well in the AFC South division winners. They'd be right near the top of the first round bye, or maybe even that three-seed spot to hold them in as a preferred spot to go to either Kansas City or Baltimore, or if they have a first round bye at this point, that's even better for them. But I think they drop one in Pittsburgh here to move to 11-4 on the year and a 23-20 close matchup. But the last game in Week 17, homing it to Jacksonville Jaguars. Of course, they started Week 1 back in September against Jacksonville in their place. But back home at Lucas Oil Stadium, I think the Colts do pull out a win, maybe a close one because I can, I can see the Colts resting the stars in the end of this one. I'm going to go 24-21 over the Jaguars to move to 12-4 on the season, very much exceeding their over-under by DraftKings and FanDuel of 9.5 wins. I think this Colts team is very much poised to be a double-digit win team this year. I think they end it on a very good note against Jacksonville, winning by a possession 24-21. to I think the Jaguars, like I mentioned at the top of the show, are going to see a lot of changes, whether it be Justin Fields or Trevor Lawrence, quarterback in 2021, probably a new GM, probably a new coach at this point, if they have a top three to top five pick. So I see them really being in a position where it's a full reset for Shaq Khan, the Jaguars owner, as they really enter a new era of Jaguars football entering into 2021. So I'm going to go with a Colts victory, 24-21 over the Jaguars. And I see this Jaguars team really being in full reset mode entering into the near future. But this Colts team now at 12-4, and 
that's that's really really good, guys. I think that's a position where the Colts should be minimum a three seed in the AFC, maybe even a first round buy and controlling their own destiny, so to say. If they had to go to Baltimore or Kansas City, I, I might be leaning towards if they lose to Baltimore, which I did in my simulation here. Probably the three seed in the AFC, Kansas City being up there, Baltimore being ahead of them as well. But the Colts being in control and playing the six seed in the AFC really set themselves up well to go into whether it be Baltimore or Kansas City to play some January football. And I really like the Colts' chances to make a run in January, whether it be in the divisional round, the AFC title, or maybe in the Super Bowl. This Colts team on paper is really set up well. I think they're going to be a top 10 defense this year, and they're going to be a top 10 offense. So they should stack up very well analytically across the board with these AFC contenders. And they should be one of those teams that should not be slept on, honestly. The Colts are have made so much improvements on the margins, and as well as at the big spots, too. Going from Jacoby Brissett to Phillip Rivers is a huge upgrade. DeForest Buckner is the best 3-technity Colts have had in their franchise history so far. And he should have a huge impact for players like Darius Leonard and co. on that defense. I think the special teams unit cost them a couple games last year due to Advin and Terry. Whether it be Chase McLaughlin or Rodrigo Blankenship, I think this should be more stable than Vinatieri was at this point last year as he has gone off into the sunset. But I do think this Colts team is going to be a 12-4 type of team this year. I'm really confident in saying that when you look more and more into this roster, when you get closer and closer into the season two, we're less than a month away from Colts football officially kicking off in Jacksonville at this point on September 13th. I think this Colts team is going to be a double-digit win team. I think 12-4 and four is going to be my prediction. I'm going to lock in here. So I hope you guys enjoyed this little preview I did going through the schedule here in about 20 or so minutes. I'm going to have more guests on. Steven Reyes, Stampy Blue is going to join on Thursday to talk through some more of this Colts news. And we're going to be back on the grind here five days a week. George Bremer, the Herald Bulletin, Kevin Bona, 1070, 107.5, the fan. Zach Hicks, Stampy Blue. Jim Ilo of the Indy Star. We have so many fun guests for you locked up throughout the year here. It's going to be so fun to talk Colts ball with the rest of you listeners throughout this hopefully amazing journey for this Colts team this year. And what is it going to be an interesting one due to COVID-19? Less fans in the stands, maybe less home field advantage. A lot of things have to go right for the NFL and the Colts this year to make it a fun, magical year. But I think the Colts, on paper, have what it takes here. So I hope you guys enjoyed listening to this one. And once more, I am the host, Evan Sidery. You can follow us on Twitter at LockedOnColts to keep us updated here. Stay tuned for five days a week here as Colts football is officially back and we are in full swing. As training camp is going, full pads are about to be starting next week. And the regular season is just right around the corner. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On Podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.